Becky Pike Pluth from the Bob Pike Group, and today is part two, talking about hybrid and how it's here to stay. Now, we're focusing in this week on our creative training technique tip on specifically like adapting and changing workplaces and how do we go about deciding on hybrid training or not? Do we keep it? Do we get rid of it? Is it actually doing very well? When I go on site and I talk with all of my managers and trainers and I I ask about their hybrid program, the one thing that I hear over and over is that it's not very good or it's very hard and they don't know how to do it well. So one of the things in this year that you really want to focus in on is if you're doing hybrid training, hybrid training, by the way, meaning that you're training in a classroom and then you also have a group of people that are training via virtual. So that's simultaneous and you have both going on. Some people have a producer, which is fabulous if you have a producer that can be managing the online classroom. But we're just focused more on the standpoint that I'm a trainer. I need to train the people in front of me, but also people online. A lot of times the people online, it becomes a lecture. And they're just on by default. And so that is not what we're looking at. We're trying to talk through how do we keep them involved and engaged? So running an interactive hybrid workshop is is not just simply turning on that video or video conference call. It is more than that. We don't want just passive viewers. It doesn't help them build skills at all because the person doing the talking is the person doing the learning. We need to have real conversations with those folks, and they need to be involved with those that are in the classroom. One of the biggest mistakes I see made currently is that the folks that are virtual can't hear what those in the classroom are sharing or saying, because we just ask, okay, raise your hand. Oh, great. Joe, tell us. Sam, tell us. And then they share, but it's not loud enough for the folks online to be able to hear. So, When you're thinking about, hey, do we really want to focus in on hybrid and get good at it? Making sure that there's a way to communicate with the people virtually that allows for them to fully engage is going to be critical. So I want you to consider having maybe two, if you can, the number one solution in my opinion is have two separate workshops, one face-to-face and one virtual. That would be ideal because it's a lot easier to manage. And if you can't do that, then second, we're going to consider the hybrid format. Know that it comes with a cost. It isn't just turn it on, sit and get. So you need to consider, one, do you have the right technology in place or do you just have what you have in place from COVID? You need to make sure that your training room has the visual displays, has the microphones and speakers that you need, has webcams that aren't grainy and can actually like see the room. We don't want see, you know, like CCV TV where it's, oh, we pulled the camera from the neighbor's ring, you know, thing and uh, it's grainy. We can't see it. We don't want that. We want webcams that we can actually see one another. We can see the the group that's online that's being projected to a TV so we can engage with them that way. And then also a great way for them to be able to see us without being like, I can't see anything. I'm bored. I'm going to just go get another cup of coffee. So those are a couple of things you need to consider as far as technology goes is maybe an upgrade. 
And I would say anyone that's been through your hybrid training that's been on the side of being the virtual participant could probably give you very specific, hey, this is what was good and this is what was terrible. So let's look a little bit at interactions. Uh, since it's here to stay, we need to make sure that the interactions have the same type of elements and goals as the people that are in the room. So when I do an activity, I know that the activity online is going to take longer than the activity in the classroom. So you may say to the group in the classroom, take three minutes to think about your action plan on the last thing we just did. Then I might turn to the folks that are online and give them instructions. I'm going to put you in a breakout room. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to be there for six minutes. Finish this. Then I I come back to my face-to-face -face group, and then I give them instructions to do the same activity, but all they have to do is turn and talk to each other. So it's much quicker to do that activity face-to-face. -face. So you want to just keep in mind, start with the group virtual, then go to the group in person. They'll, they'll end at the same time, and then they'll all be able to share. You're going to have a team leader from the virtual, a team leader from each table in the classroom. And so that's just going to keep things moving much smoother. So definitely need to just keep in mind the amount of time activities take. And then the second and final thing that I want you to think about, is it possible for you to have a producer? They can be live in the room with you or they could be virtual, but they would be kind of managing that online room. You definitely need, I would say, need to absolutely have one if you have more than five people in a virtual classroom. So have that producer who can be managing the breakout rooms, managing the different um, text chat. What are people saying? Uh, when somebody has their hand raised, they can say, oh, we have a hand raised here we'd like to share. It really helps to streamline things if you wanted to do hybrid well. So thank you for tuning in to this week's Creative Training Techniques tip, and we will see you next Friday.